Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael E. Tom, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. We'll move all the doubt and cause us to see and give us peace of mind. Speak the Lord. Speak And how are we going to share it? Living it and giving it. Oh, that sounds good. Let's do that again. Bethlehem, share it up. And how are we going to share it? Living it and giving it. Amen. And that is our theme for this year. And this is the fourth Sunday, Share the Love Sunday. We want to thank all of you who invited people out. We want to thank all of you who are praying for your ten most wanted. And uh, we believe that this is the most uh, sacred thing that we have to do as a church, which is to share the love of our Lord and Savior, yes, Jesus Lord. Christ. All right. Amen. Somebody shared with me. Yes, sir. Amen. And somebody prayed for me. me. Yes, yeah. thank you, Lord. Hello, somebody. Yes, sir. There's some folks sitting here today because uh, we had 10 most wanted lists five years ago. All right. Hello, somebody. Yes. And we want to continue that that evangelism and praying for you evangelism. Amen. 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 This morning, watch this song for you who've not been here for a while. I'm going to jump in. But this month we are challenging the people to be brave as we're walking through the book of Joshua and we're standing on this word that says have I not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be afraid and do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. And we're standing on this word all month long. Yes, sir. Because God is trying to get us as a church to move. Yeah. Amen. Right. Amen. We're standing on this word all month long. Because this first Sunday, we're going to be installing our leaders. <coughs> and this year, we're installing our leaders to lead us into the promise. All right. Lord. Let me say that again. Somebody missed it. This year we are installing our leaders to lead us into the promises of God. Yes. Amen. And our leaders, God says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. To our leaders, God says, do not be afraid. To our leaders, God says, do not be discouraged. Because what? For the Lord, Lord, Lord your God, God is with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. So be strong and courageous. Amen and praise the Lord. We're looking at a word this morning entitled, It's in Your Hands. Yes, sir. It's in Your Hands. And we'll be looking at Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. Please stand in reverence to the word of God. Yes, stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, or neighbor. I'm going to stand on this word. I'm, I'm going to stand on this word. Let's read it on three. One, two, three. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with his king and his 
fighting king. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up. Everyone straight in. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. You may be seated in the household of the Lord again this morning. We're letting you know it's in your hands. It's in your hands. We're going to look at in the text this morning the protection of Jericho. And then we're going to talk about the prophecy of Jericho. And then we're going to look at the plan of Jericho. It's in your hands. We're going to talk about the protection of Jericho, the prophecy of Jericho, and the plan of Jericho. We want Christians to know this morning that Christians should believe that God can deliver blessings in their hands. Christians should believe that God can deliver blessings in their hands. Yeah. Amen. 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 Right now, imagine the thing that you want the most. I'm going to put a stipulation according to God's will. Imagine the thing that you want the most. And I'm going to use my sanctified imagination and read some of your minds. Somebody may be single today. Imagine that they could be with a mate and have children. Somebody possibly imagine that. Maybe a young person imagine themselves going off to college. There's somebody else maybe imagine themselves being debt free. Uh, amen. A lot of y'all imagine that, huh? <laughs> There's somebody listening to the sound of my voice and you took the advice of Every grown person you know, every preacher, and we told you to get all the education that you could. And now you got a doctor's degree, but you're $100,000 in debt. Student loans. Imagine yourself without those loans. Somebody else, maybe imagine the more practically uh, a new house. Now you're living pretty good right now, but you don't own the house that you live in. And you're right. imagining a, yourself actually owning a house. Somebody, oh, you may be like I used to a few years ago. You may be driving a hoofed hell somebody, and you're imagining yourself driving a a nicer car, hell of somebody. And imagine, if you would, that after you all imagine that which you want, God had the audacity to say that it's in your hands. My Lord. Oh, oh, oh. Well. <laughs> wait a minute now. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. My Lord, my Lord. You, you told me to imagine what I wanted. Now, you're telling me I already had it. That's deep, that's deep, that's deep. There's something that you want to reflect on, have to reflect on. I'm going to try to do my best to teach this lesson. But for somebody listening at the sound of my voice, that thing that you imagined this morning, God says that you already have it. All right. God says that it's in your hands. Yeah. Before we talk about that, let's talk about the context of the promise of it's in your hands. 
the context of the promise is what what we've been leading through all up to throughout this book of Joshua. And you're reminded of last week where uh, the people of God in chapter 5 had to circumcise themselves for the promises of God. They had to celebrate the Passover where this new generation of young folk had to celebrate something that started 40 years ago. And we reminded you last year that, or last Sunday that the generation that actually experienced, literally experienced the Passover has passed off the scene. Right, right. And these young folk, a new generation, was celebrating what God had did 40 years ago. And they were celebrating it because, not just for history's sake, oh, like we celebrate Martin Luther King. Oh, the best way to celebrate Martin Luther King Day is not for the history of it, but for the future of it. Hello, somebody. Oh, the challenge for the young people. Oh, to have. Now, Martin Luther King had a dream, but that was his dream. Hello, somebody. What, what's your dream? What, what has God put on your heart? What has God put on your mind? Oh, that you might make history. Hello, somebody. Oh, they weren't just celebrating history, but they were preparing for the future. And as they were preparing for the future, they had to know who the God is that they served. Even when they didn't see it. See, them other folk got to see God move, and they didn't do nothing with what they saw. Hello, somebody. And they were hard-hearted. So God cleared them off to see. Now here is a folk, a group of people that did not see, but they believed. Hello, somebody. And God is saying, as I said last week, oh, God says, I've got some miracles for you. Oh, not because you saw what I did, but because you believed what I did. Hello, somebody. You didn't see it, but you believed it. Hello, somebody. You know, oh, there would be no practical atheists in this uh, family of God. Hello, somebody. Oh, because uh, their life uh, would be on the line uh, and they would have to do what God told them to do. Uh, so they had to believe. Uh, hello, somebody. We get to this text, uh, to this place called Jericho. And by all intimidating factors, they should have been afraid uh, of this great city called Jericho. I know somebody. Some of us have been in church for a long time and we've never seen a rendering of what Jericho looked like and we never saw how uh, Jericho was protected. And I put this little video together then yet to show you, oh, the protection of Jericho. Look at Jericho. In the heart of Israel, five miles north of the Dead Sea, Five miles west of the River Jordan and 670 feet below sea level lies a dry, lifeless mound that was once the mighty Canaanite fortress of Jericho, the world's oldest city. The fall of Jericho is a well-known story, fascinating children and the conquest of the land was about to begin. And the first city standing in Israel's way was the fortified city of Jericho. The city was built at a crossroads north of the Dead Sea. The heavy traffic of east to west travelers increased Jericho's size and importance and created many opportunities for trade. But it also increased Jericho's chances for danger. The successive walls built around Jericho over several generations were a response to the increased threats from robbers and armies brought on by the well-traveled roadways. The city of Jericho stood on a hill. The city itself was on lawn its length roughly twice its width, covering a total of about nine acres. Jericho's most notable feature was its mighty wall. Amen, it was its mighty walls. So, and this is why we come in the text, the protection of Jericho. Now, the gates of Jericho was uh, uh, securely what? Barred. because of what? The Israelites. The Israelites were being locked out. Uh, uh, and, and no one went out 
And no one what? Those great and mighty walls were shut. Hello, somebody. And when they shut the walls, oh, just by them shutting the walls, they would get the victory. So why would God tell the people of God for their first strategic battle? You would think that they God would have sent them to a, a little old place. Oh, maybe like Paul's Valley or Winnie Woods to, to go and conquer. Why send them off to the great metropolitan of Oklahoma City or, or Dallas? Why send them there? And why would the word get out? Because the people had heard about them and remember Oh, they had heard about it. We learned that from Rahab. They was already afraid because of what God had already done. And we see that God's reputation preceded itself. And these folk were so afraid that they shut up the walls. And thereby the only way most armies could get the victory was to try to sneak in the city before they shut up the gates. Oh, try to, oh, to do it before they shut but when they shut the walls, uh, the city was uh, totally and completely protected. Man, man, Hello, somebody. Man. I couldn't help but think, but for somebody's up in here today, and it seems like uh, you're shut out. Hello, somebody. Oh, right. oh, you believe that God said you can have it, uh, but you feel like uh, you're shut out. Oh, it seems like uh, it's protected. Uh, oh, and some of us uh, of a certain hue in this place. Uh, Oh, we don't think because of our hero that we can get somewhere because we are shut out. Hello, somebody, somebody. Oh, see that, oh, that glass ceiling in the corporate environment and you think that you're shut out. Somebody sees, oh, like one of a friend of mine who had a God job, a good job, but somebody with another hue saw it. Oh, oh, doing stuff with the boss and being friends with the boss. And before you know it, he had lost his job. Hello, somebody thinks that they are shut out of a blessing. Somebody thinks they ain't going to ever get married. Somebody thinks they're going to always be broke. Somebody thinks they're going to always have to rent and never own. Somebody thinks, oh, they'll never own any land. They'll never have money in their bank account. Oh, because they're shut out. Somebody here today, you're sick in your body and you've been sick for so long. Oh, it seems like you're shut up out of good health. Jericho has fastened the gates of the city of health. And you think that you're going to always be sick. You think that you are shut out. Hello, somebody. You think that you can't be blessed. You think that you live under a generational curse. But that's a lie from the pit of hell. God says that nobody can protect you oh, against the blessings that I have oh, for you. In other words, if God is for you, who can stand against you? Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor. Neighbor. Oh, neighbor. If God is for you, who can shut you out? In Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor. Neighbor. Oh, neighbor. If God is with you, oh, who can be against you? In Jesus' name. They were protected all together. Hello, somebody. Yes, Lord. Hello, somebody. He thought, well, they done closed the gates. Let's give up. Hello, let's 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 go back. Let's go back home. Hello, somebody. But no, they have to obey the word of God. Even when it seems difficult to do, you don't have a right to quit. Ooh, let me say that again. Even when it seems difficult to do, you don't have a right to quit on God and His program. All right. Hello, somebody. Because God can do the impossible. And I've been trying to tell us as a church, you know, that building over there, it's already in your hands. I don't care how long it's been. I don't care if the people give or not. Hello, somebody.
This is the program of God. And as we saw in this text, people cannot stop the program of God. God's program goes on even if he has to clear out. And start with some new folk. You don't believe me? Ask Noah what happened. Hello, somebody. He had to clean the house. Hello, somebody. If you don't believe me, in this text, ask Joshua and Caleb what happened. Joshua and Caleb were two men of millions of folk who didn't make it easy. Hello, somebody. Two. Uh, we always talk about one in a million. Oh, if you'd have told Joshua, you got a two in a million chance to make it in. Hello, somebody. What do you think Joshua would have said? If I would have told uh, Caleb, you got two in a million chance to make it in. What do you think they would say? They would say, oh, good, then there's a chance. Because God is on my side. Hello, somebody. Because God can do the miraculous Psalms. We talked about the Psalms a little bit. The introduction to Sunday school is some of the most encouraging verses in the Bible. But this is Psalm 107, 15, 16. It says, it says, let us give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. And guess what he can do? For he breaks down what? Gates. <laughs> Not just gates, but gates of bronze. Hello, somebody. And cuts through iron bars. They shut up the gates. Oh, and they told that they had the victory. Oh, but God had another plan. Hello, somebody. God had another plan. <laughs> Let, let's see what this guy said. Let's see. This is just kind of a, 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 a child's rendering of what happened. Three times around, four times around, five times around, seven times seven. prophesied about Jericho. What was the prophecy? I'm glad you asked. He says in verse 2, then the Lord said to Joshua, what did he say? See, I have delivered Jericho where? Into your hands. And, and what else? Along with the kings. Wait a minute. God, I'm looking at this great City, not just a great city, but a fortified city. A city that's already, and already, I could have had a chance like those uh, salesmen back in the day when you answer the door and you're trying to close the door and then you saw them just put your feet in there so they couldn't close the door on you. <laughs> but it was too late that closed the gates. It was shut up. And, and that's the reason God kind of blows my mind because God will take you at your lowest point oh, and tell you that you got the victory. Oh, God, God will, God. at the very point that you're going to bankruptcy, he'll say, you're a millionaire. You're <laughs> at the very time that you're going to that divorce, God says that you, you have love. Hello, somebody. All right. And this is what God says. Wait a minute. The city is fortified. They're protected. And God wants to speak to me. And he says what? See. Wait a minute, Lord. I'm already seeing. The gates are shut up. The walls are giant. And he says, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands. Wow. <laughs> see. That's all we talk about. Faith. It takes faith in God and God alone. He wasn't telling him 
to look at the gates because if he was telling him to look at the gates, he would have saw that the gates were already fastened. He already knew. They knew that, that, that they were coming. Really, he was telling him not to see the circumstance. He was telling him to see the God of the circumstance. Hello, somebody. To see me. Hello, somebody. To see me. You, you, you already have the victory. Mm-hmm. Just see me. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with many of us, us Christians in the house today who are practic- practicing atheists. Mm-hmm. See, they can't see God. Mm-hmm. They can be involved in all kinds of religious activities, but when they leave this place, oh, they don't see God when they're here, and they don't see God when they leave from here. Hello, But there's some spiritual folk up in here who came to only see God when they get here. You see, that's the problem with a lot of practicing atheists. When they come to the household of the Lord, they see all the mess. Hello, somebody. They see all the drama. Hello, somebody. In every house that opens up in the name of the Lord has drama in it because you know who's the most faithful member of every church that opens his doors? Who? Who? Who's the most faithful? The devil. Hello, somebody. He ain't going to be late for Sunday school like some of us. He ain't going to miss Sunday school. Hello, somebody. He's going to be here. He's going to be faithful. And many times, folks get up and get caught up and seeing the people and what they're doing. But God says in this text, don't look at the people and what they're doing. The people are shutting you out. The people are talking against God. The people are not doing what they're supposed to. You better take a look at me. See. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. God says, see, and he used that one word that could change your whole life if you get if you get it right now. Oh, he says, see, and he says what? Ah, hello, somebody. What is I? What is I? What is I? Can anybody tell me? Oh, I was, I was, I was, I was. As growing up, I was not a good speller, but I was a. I was, I was a pretty smart young person. I was talking to a, a young lady, and she was so haughty. She could spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I think I said it right. <laughs> I couldn't even say it, let alone spell it. <laughs> and, and she was bragging that she could spell that word. And I broke it down to myself. You can spell that word, but what does the word I mean? Yeah. Right. I, I, she couldn't tell me. And I said, it's a personal pronoun. Now, if that word I is a personal pronoun, then who is it reflecting to? God. So if God gives you an I, guess what? You got the victory. I can go home on that. I'll see you later. I'm going home. I'm going to drive home. If God gives you an I, hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. If he said, I said, hello, somebody. Yeah. Oh, just like, oh, we used to listen to mama and daddy. If mama says it, if mama said it, that settles it. Oh, if daddy said it, that settles it. And in the text, if God said it, that settles it. If I say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, God said it. And that settles it. Hello, somebody. He said, and all he needed was an eye. All he, all he needed was an eye for the victory over Jericho. Yes, sir. All you needed was a little eye to come up against that great fortified city of Oklahoma City. Hello, somebody. He said, I have what to deliver Jericho into your hands. Hello, somebody. What's in your hands? What's in your hands? Look at your hands right now. What's in your hands? All right. All right. Look at Tell me what's in your hands. What's, what's in your hands? Tell me. Tell me. Tell the truth. What's in your hands right now? Nothing. <laughs> but if God says that something's in your hands, even if you can't see nothing, you better believe. It. I said something. 
I said something. If God says that something's in your hand and you can't see it, you better at the very least what? Believe it. Hello, somebody. That's the way he would have the victory. He says, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hand. Not only Jericho, but I'm going to give you the king and I'm going to give you his whole army. Hello, somebody. This was a prophecy. It was something that was foretelling the future of what was about to happen. And it was something that Deuteronomy said in Deuteronomy 7.24. He said what? He will give what? The kings into your hand. And what? And you will wipe out their names from under heaven. And what? No one will be able to stand up against you. And you will what? You will destroy them. Wow. That's that I. Yeah, yeah. That's that I. If you want to build that building over there, ah, hello somebody. You want to have a big victorious marriage, ah, yeah, yeah. Hello somebody. You better stand on it Amen. because that's all you need for victory. Uh, I'm gonna play this song, and I love the way this lady sings. And some of you gonna know who she is. Uh, for most of you, she was before your time. But you can go back and listen listen to some of her, her videos. But she's singing about the victory of Jericho. of Joshua of Jericho the prophecy of Jericho God says see I which to which I've been trying to preach all day to the video with the children this profound statement that Dr. Martin Luther King made he said faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole, what? Staircase. <laughs> Hello, somebody. God said it was in his hands. Did he see? But he was willing to take a step. Right. Hello, somebody. And God is saying for somebody here today, if you if you want to get victory, you've got to be willing to take a step. He's not going to give you the whole thing all together. Hello, somebody. All right. 
He just wants you to trust Him with that one step. Hello, somebody. And now, some of you need to imagine what is it that you need to get what you want. God says, all you need to do is to see that I was the one that gave it to you. And if you see that I was the one that gave it to you, now you've got to make a step. Hello, somebody. You've got to make a step. And this is what the people of God had to do. He gave them the plan in verse yeah, 3. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. And then we know a little later in the text to tell them on the seventh day, march around seven times. The prince will blow the trumpet. And then what you do? Shout. Hello, somebody. Shout. If you want what God put in your hands, you've got to obey His word. Right. Amen. Hello, somebody. You, you, you've got to obey His word. Remember when they crossed over, what went before them in the Jordan? What was the first thing that went before them in the Jordan when they crossed over? The Ark of the Covenant. The priest carried the Ark of the Covenant. Hello. And what was in the Ark of the Covenant? The Word of God. Those Ten Commandments. Hello, somebody. Oh, and God was letting them know that as long as you obey my word, you can have the victory. As long as you obey my word, miracles will happen. As long as you obey my word, you can live holy and righteous. As long as you obey my word, you will have the victory. God told them what to do. And guess what they did? They did it. Pretty simple. I think the Sunday school teacher was trying to share. You know, it's simple to obey God's word. Hello, somebody. I think I, I heard him mention that, that the Bible says to be, do not be equally yoked together with unbelievers. Or unequally yoked together with unbelievers. It's simple. If God don't want you to marry him, why are you trying to date him? Oh. Hello, somebody. Simple. Hello, somebody. As a matter of fact, the word says to not even eat with such a one who has a reputation. Hello, somebody. Simple. If you want what God has placed in your hands, you've got to obey the word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Hello, somebody. If we want to build this building, oh, we've got to obey his word. Hello, somebody. Amen. We've got to obey his word. Yeah. We've got to obey his word. Now his word may seem opposite of what you would want to do. I couldn't help but think what Joshua probably was thinking in the first part of this. But wait a minute, you want me to go around on the first day, walk around just to walk around. Walk around. Walk around. First day, just walk around. Lord, I ain't coming. I came to Boo for a battle. I ain't come, come to take a walk. Yeah. Then he said the next day, walk around. <laughs> the next day, what I do? Walk around. Yeah. The next day, what I do? Walk around. Wait a minute, Lord. That don't make no sense. Hello, somebody. Six days. Now, Lord. Uh, Jericho ain't no small city to walk around. <laughs> we ain't talking about Paul's Valley or Winniewood. This is this is the metropolitan. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And then he said on the seventh day to do what? Seven times in one day. Now, Lord, you just <laughs> that's, that's just a little too much, Lord. <laughs> Hello, somebody. And that's why the Bible says, you know, you don't try to understand, you don't try to comprehend this word, just do it. Right. Amen. It, it might not, it might not make sense to you, but just do it. You'll you'll get the effects of it. Right. Because when they obeyed it, the trump, the priest blew the trumpet, and what did they do? They shouted! They shouted! And what happened? The walls came tumbling down! So what did they do after that? Took it over the city. Right. Did they say, okay, well, the walls are down. We can go back. God done gave it to us. Let's go back. Let's go back. God done gave it to us. Let's go back. 
Let's take a break. Huh? <laughs> it was time to do some warfare. Right. They had to rush in and fight. That's why some folk Christian get so heavenly minded they're no earthly good. No law. They just want God to knock the walls down and fight the warfare. Hell of somebody. <laughs> oh, we got we got work to do, church. We want God to grow this church. We fast and pray, yes. But we go out and we work. Bear the hand. We got to go out and share the love. Hello, somebody. We want God to build that building. Oh, what do we need to do? Somebody said we need to give. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. That's your part in it, isn't it? Right. Amen. And what else? Not just give your money, but it's going to come a time where you're going to have to give your time, your time, your time talent, and everything else. Because I hear it's not an easy thing to do. Are you ready? All right. Hello, somebody. All right. I know I'm ready. I can pick up a hammer. I can I can nail a hammer, especially if it's one of those electronic hammers. <laughs> I can do that, brother Herman. I can do that. I can I can do it. <laughs> you just better watch it when I have one now. You just don't hurt me. We ain't got no issue. <laughs> but but this is what the word says, and we'll go home. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are, are what your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heaven is higher than the earth, so are what my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Hello, somebody. And that's Isaiah 55, uh, 8 and 9. Don't try to understand it all. You won't understand. Just try to understand the next step. Hello, somebody. Somebody could have victory. Some God says it's in your hands. Say to your neighbor, 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 neighbor. neighbor. God says says it's in your hands. It's in your hands. And now all you have to do is obey. All eyes closed. Heads about saints of praise. Deacons, will you come? I'm so glad that Jesus Christ understood before he died that he had victory over death and the grave. That he knew that his victory was in his hands, but he still would have to die. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad in that Garden of Gethsemane when he prayed, he said, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Because sometimes we don't understand what God is doing, even when we do understand that's deep. Somebody understand that when they go here. Jesus knew what was going on, but yet in his flesh he didn't know. Hello, somebody. Or he didn't want to suffer what he knew. But I'm so glad he said, Lord, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And he caught up and he was willing to die for my sins as he was tried for crimes that he did not commit. Oh, as they said, crucify him. And they and they beat his back. I put a crown of thorns on his head. I put a cross on his back and led him through the streets of Jerusalem. I'm so glad that even then Jesus knew that victory over death in the grave was in his hands. But he still had to carry his cross. And he carried his cross to the hill called Golgotha. They nailed him to the cross. And I'm so glad that even as they were nailing him to the cross, he realized that the victory was in his hands. And I'm so glad that he came up the coast. Oh, because he realized oh, that he had victory over death in the grave. That it was in his hands. I'm so glad that he stayed dead on the first day because he had the victory. I'm so glad that he stayed dead on the second day because he understood that he had victory. It was in his hands. But I'm so glad even more that on the third day, I said the third day that he got up with all power in his hands. He came into victory in Jesus' name. Somebody up in here, oh, you're right now carrying your cross. 
gotta realize as you carry your cross that you still have the victory. As people mock you and scorn you, that you still have the victory. As people put a crown of thorn on your head, you still have the victory. As people mock you up that hill called Elgata, you still have the victory. As they nail you to your personal cross, you still have that victory. You have to die sometimes in this life. You better realize that you're not going to stay dead because God has given you the power to get up with all power in your hands. Hello, somebody, because Jesus had the victory over death in the grave. Then today I can have victory over death in the grave in Jesus. So if you're here today, and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We want you to give your life to Jesus Christ. Because you can have victory today over death in the grave. But you can only get it through Jesus Christ. If you can believe that Jesus was the Son of God, that he died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day, then today you can be saved. Is there one today? Is there one? Some of you may be here today and we've been praying. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only Son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in 
the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart, if if your life has changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life. We just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.